The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to the Axe Playlist Podcast, where we break down barriers through themed playlists. I want to share, create, and discuss the perfect listens. Featuring myself, the Axe, and welcoming back, my darling dear, Chuck Winchester. There he is. That's right. I'm back. (laughs) Better than ever. Better than ever. Interesting. First things is wrestling. I'll stop. Yeah, well, that's not. This. <laughs> You've got your whole other outlet for that. Let's talk about tonight's list. That's actually an Eminem song. I was. No, no, oh, it, that's fine. We'll talk about what we're here for. Why am I here tonight? Because we're talking about our Halloween party playlist. Hell yeah! It is October. It is October. Almost mid October already. That part makes me sad because there's too. a lot left that I felt like I wanted to accomplish that I haven't even started. It's like we still have like so many movies to watch. Yeah. That are Halloween. Trick or Treat. Yep. That's a big one that we watched. We haven't watched yet this year. Halloween, however, Halloween Ends comes out on Thursday. How excited are you for that? Medium excited? 5 p.m. Medium excited? <laughs> it's all, it's all going to end. <laughs> Evil's going to die on Thursday at 5 p.m. We'll see. I just hope it doesn't disappoint and that all of the people that attend know how to behave. That's where I'm at with it. I agree with that statement, because last time we saw Halloween Kills last year. Let me explain that. I wore a Michael Myers mask. You did. And I was asked to take it off. Yep. But nobody told all of the Karens that were sitting in front of me to shut the fuck up when they were having a family reunion and full on not whisper talking throughout the movie. Yep. I shushed. I you shushed did. them, dude. I told the and story. answered their questions. <laughs> I told the story on Facebook the other day to somebody. He was like talking about my experience with Halloween Kills, and I said, "So my wife and I went there on on opening night, Thursday night, because people because yeah, people deal. people about, they talk shit about teenagers at movie theaters usually. Yeah, no, it's all of the old fuckers, and, and that's what I said. So I was like, "Well, here's my experience with that. I was like, my wife and I went opening night Thursday at the late show, so we thought there'd be nobody there, and then we had the Golden Girls sitting next to us." <laughs> <laughs> they're above the rules. Like, Do you know what I know about boomers? They think that they're above the rules. I said that. I was like, we had four old women think Golden Girls, and they wouldn't shut the fuck up. I said, my wife, I swear to God, let me get this up, shush them at least twice. I did. Maybe more. I leaned forward, and I did the kind of shush that used to piss me off as a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one that just keeps going and doesn't stop. Shh. Why were they there? Shh. <laughs> I did that a lot. And then, like, when they were asking each other questions about the plot line, I would answer them as loudly as I'm talking right now. That's how they were talking. It's exactly how they were talking. And they were cackling. Seriously. Awful. Why do we have you know where these you old should have? Golden Girls no, no, no. Listen, Halloween no. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. Do you know where we need to have family reunions? Parks. <laughs> Not movie theaters. And or homes of other family homes. members. 
Yeah. Of other family members, but not a motherfucking movie theater. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, me too, but it's taken a year to get that taste out of my mouth, and it's still in there. Well, here's the deal, though, because we got the 5 p.m. show this year. I've been looking at the tickets. There is somebody to the right of us, but not to the left of us. What about directly in front of us? Well, yeah, but you know how it goes. They're going to be, like, lower than us, so, like, how our theater rolls. So, the 5 p.m. show, however, is not nearly as packed as the 7.50 p.m. show that is after our show. So, I'm hoping all those old fucks, it's, like, reverse now, kind of like the Halloween movies now, they're all reversed yeah. too. So I guess the reverse crowd is us younger people who are, are older will be at the 5 p.m. show, and all those old fucks who cackle will be at the later show, like last That's what year. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, like last hoping. year. I'm, I'm hoping that there is just like a sweet spot in the demographics that arrive where we are there just, just to appreciate the film and nothing else. My favorite part is I'm getting off work a half hour early to go to a movie that's going to be on Peacock the following day. So back to but, my playlist. Halloween playlist. We had to settle on a top 20 because it's a three-hour playlist. It is. 15 wasn't enough. How many episodes are on this actual playlist? Not episodes. How many songs are on this playlist? Do you remember? No. I just know it's three hours. It's three hours long. We condensed it to 20 songs, but there's probably like 30 or, or more. So you guys who... The whole playlist will be on Spotify, and we'll be posting it to our social media pages, so you can actually listen to the Halloween Party playlist start to finish. Yeah, you should. I don't do shuffle. Well, I have weird shuffle rules about yeah, the do. playlists that I make, but on the Halloween party one, I don't know. Like, it's not mixed up enough, so you could do a shuffle if you had. If you're like one of those people who are like, "Fuck the rules! I must always shuffle." You, this is a place for you to do that because I I do double up on artists, which is a rule that I don't like. I, I don't like to break. So I do double up on artists and I, I don't do a, a lot of sorting because I started to realize like it's growing and growing and growing. So I can't just hit shuffle and it'll be fine. But it's a holiday. It's Halloween. You can't just condense it. You know, you, you can, got, but you can't You gotta go all in. So, so anyway, on our condensed version, on our condensed version, <laughs> number one on, on our playlist and number one on the playlist is this is Halloween by the citizens of Halloween. Where's that from? Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, all day. Why don't you tell them how much you used to tease me about my liking Nightmare Before Christmas and how now you're a fan? Listen, nope. when I was a little kid, I had my own opinions and that animation, which I think was like the first of its kind. It was. I didn't get into. I remember being at my aunt's house watching the movie and I thought, this is silly. It's not what I like. I like watching Michael Myers stab people, not weird animation singing at me. So So you were older when you would have seen it then. I was an adult. Actually I didn't start liking it until post you. Yeah. That's when I started. Now, I knew this song before you. The first time I, I really decided I liked this song was I saw on YouTube people had their Halloween decorations put up and they flickered to this song and yep. told a story on the lights. So that was awesome. Here's the thing about. Didn't know it was from this movie, though. Here's the thing about this song and the opening of Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of a nod to Halloween. Like Halloween classics sure. and some Christmas classics. Now, I don't know enough about the Christmas classics to be able to speak to that, but I can for the Halloween ones. The opening to Nightmare Before Christmas, the opening sequence, kind of mirrors almost frame by frame Halloween it 1978. Does. Very similar. You can definitely tell that the director of that video or that song or that whatever you want to call it. Appreciates. He, de he definitely 
was thinking the Halloween movie. There's a lot of controversy about it, like, you know, because everybody's like, oh, it's Tim Burton, but Tim Burton was actually, like, working on another project, yeah. so there's all these other artists that were creating He's a film. clown and wasn't really part of it at all. He really wasn't. He was very far removed from the project. So, seriously, when you say whoever was in charge of, because everybody else, the basic bitches, are going to be like, Tim Burton. Actually, nope. when it comes to Nightmare, you need to dig a little deeper because he was actually very far removed from the project. Uh, but when you look at the graphics of the intro, the color scheme of the intro, how the pumpkin kind of like forms. Sure. And it like all comes into play on the camera, how it goes into the camera. Yeah. It all very, very much mirrors Halloween 1978. But this is Halloween. By the citizens of Halloween, I think is like the perfect intro to any Halloween playlist. To any Halloween playlist, to any Halloween very, season, it's perfect. It's a proud declaration that follows here. Because this is Halloween. And and we're here to celebrate all of the weird things that are Halloween. I am the who when you yell, who's there? Classic lines, man. Yeah. It's good perfect. shit. The next song is Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. Great song. The movie, I'm not a huge fan of. Seen it a couple of times. But <laughs> this the has nothing, song, to, do with nothing to do with the movie. But the song is fucking awesome. I think one of the things, one of the reasons that I love this song and I think about it in the context of Halloween is because of going to Eric's Halloween party. Yeah. It was on his playlist. I didn't know that. Not loving, <laughs> I don't love that. everything that he puts on his playlist because he tries to cater to his very wide audience and sure. he tries to cater a lot to the younger crowd and... I'm not into some of that dubstep shit, yeah. but when he had the Ramones on, I think I, I mean, like I remember I was sitting kind of by his bar area and I like lit up completely and looked at him and I was like, was this you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. And he even <laughs> said like, you just made her night. And I was like, I've got to build a playlist around this whole evening. And it I started with pets. And <laughs> like a lot of how the vibe that I wanted to capture for our Halloween playlist was from hearing that song in the context of Eric's basement. Sure. And that's what it, that's what it did for me. It was like, I'm like, everybody's in costume. The there's fog, there's that dark lighting. There's, you know, the bar, the pool table, the movie theater, like there's all of this really kind of epic shit happening. And then there's the Ramones playing in the middle of St. Mary's, Ohio, which is not <laughs> what I expected. I've never fit in with your friend crowd ever. But as soon as I heard a punk band playing in your best friend's basement, I was like, I have a home here. <laughs> I didn't know Ramones was a punk band. Yes! From the no 80s! You're on my playlist podcast and you don't know that. I didn't know punk existed in the 80s. I have to apologize for my husband. <laughs> I mean, I never would have thought punk existed in the But 80s. no, I feel, I genuinely do want to credit Eric for like my, like the rebirth of that song in my mind. Because sure. Hell yeah. I had heard it a lot as a teenager and, you know, in the context of like, you know, I have a crush on this dude who really likes the Ramones. But like, sure. to hear it in, in the context of a Halloween party. And my husband's best friend's house. I don't know. It was just, it was very cool. You were expecting to hear it. Absolutely not. I was expecting to hear some like, uh, mm, what was I thinking? Like Luke Bryan. Margaritaville. (laughs) Is that Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. yeah. Like that's kind of what I expected. I mean, they're, they're very boat life people. I expected some of that. That's fair. But when it, when I heard the Ramones, I was like, holy fucking shit. And, and you know, this is the couple that we later invited to Pearl Jam with us and, and 100%. 
listening to the Ram- Ramones in his basement is what led that to that invite. There you go. Yeah, like that that happened. Thanks, punk 80s, which I didn't know existed until right now. Lord have mercy, sir. We're gonna have to have a crash, crash course about the Ramones later. Can't uh, not wait for that. Then <laughs> the next song is Season of the Witch by Donovan. Must be the season of the witch. Yes, so that's because my favorite Halloween movie in the Halloween series, which does not feature Michael Myers. Nope. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So good. And the whole thing with that, there's so much controversy with it. So much! Uh, so, the, this, real quick, just so you, you listeners know, if you are aware of the Halloween series, Halloween 1, Halloween 2, same night, Michael dies at the end. Halloween 3. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Halloween 1. How does it end? Michael disappears. Michael disappears. Halloween 2 begins at the hospital. Halloween, takes place in the hospital? I mean, it, it actually, it begins right where 78 left off. When Michael disappeared, that's where they actually reshow that scene. But Lori's in the hospital. Lori gets transported to the hospital. And then we're in the hospital then, for a while. And then the rest of the movie's in the hospital. And we're in the hospital. And then, and then Dr. Loomis goes there, figures out what's going on, and they blows it up, and, they all, and they're all dead. Right. Michael's dead. Loomis is dead. And Halloween 3, ahead of the time... Kind of like American Horror That's Story. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is John Carpenter, again, head of his time. This is 1982. Anthology. He, he wanted to make Halloween movies every year, every couple of the years, about different stories that revolved on Halloween night. The Michael story was done. The next part was Season of the Witch, which featured the Silver Shamrock Company. And the idea was to make masks and then murder children. Why did it take <laughs> off? I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't know either, but I fucking love that movie. I have to, like, interject. 80s B-movies are my favorite horror movies, dude. Oh, yeah. I love 80s B-movies. Love, like, I can't... It's like, it's like, to me, if you were to take a two-liter of 7-Up and pour Skittles in it <laughs> and then shake it up, and then chug it. That's so how fun. excited I get about 80s B-movies. Absolutely. And so, when I agreed to do... Because I was like, we're going to do like the nerdy thing together. You love Halloween. I'll watch all of these with you. I spared you from three. Or Thank- three movies, not the third. I spared you from Halloween Resurrection and Rob Zombie's Halloween. Perfect. Yes, thank you. And I was like, I'll watch the, I'll watch those with you. And then you have to watch like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit with me. That was our agreement. Right. I don't think that you expected me. I think that you thought Season of the Witch is going to be like a blow-by. Kind of. It's now become a ritual. <laughs> yeah. Every Labor Day, we decorate Halloween and we watch two movies. Halloween Three. Season of the Witch. Yes. And and I'm for Christmas. And Hocus Pocus 1. Those are the three. We throw those on yep. while we're decorating because it's it's getting longer and longer it's for true. us to decorate. It is this after this year, yeah. But season of the witch, I remember I hung up a spider web over the our kitchen window that is I don't know, it, it's several feet long, and I I was doing that while you were trying to find because I was like, no, season of the witch is next. That's what we do after Nightmare Before Christmas. We have to do season of the witch, and you did the thing. Where you put the disc in the wrong place, and then you had to keep walking it back. 
Yeah. And then we had to buy it on digital. This was and then last you found year. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, a couple years ago now, but it was a big deal. Like, I was like, this is why we found our things. I finally found it. <laughs> like, two years later. But it's really funny. Like, if you think about it, too, 1982, they didn't advertise it well. And so people went to the theater thinking they're going to see Michael Mike Myers. Myers. <laughs> they <Yeah>. just didn't. <laughs> see, what a disappointment it's that must have funny. been. I know. <laughs> but I love it so much. It's turned into a cult classic. And, like, the, all of the little scenes I can just really vividly remember, like, just those boxy 80s cars. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's a service station. There's a service station, I think, we could argue in a lot of, in almost all of um, them. Yeah. And there's a service station. Couple, yeah. And there, you know, but I think I, in, <laughs> I don't know, there's, there are scenes that I can tell influence artists later on sure. down the line. Because there's that scene where the family is locked in a room, and then they put their masks on. And they play this song. And they play that song. Happy, um, happy Halloween. That's number you, three on this playlist. If you watch Man in High Castle, they do the same thing. They lock a family in a room, and then they turn on the TV. But yep. what they do is they gas them. Sure. Because it's a whole other issue. But, but same idea. It's I, The book was written in the 60s, but the TV show came out in like the two, 2020 or 2010s, 2020s. I felt when I was watching it, I was like, this is Season of the Witch. Yep. Like, you guys are borrowing a little bit. I think about this, too. In 1982, all of the employees at this factory were robots. How much are robots influenced in today's fucking there movies and TV shows? Like, there's Westworld, which is a remake of something. I don't know the details, but, like, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff. There it is. That, uh, you know... Have, I just I have its love, time. It was. Have its I time. love the masks, and that's yep. another thing the that influenced. Awesome. That's another thing that I yep. think I could argue influenced Nightmare Before Christmas. Those three masks. Yep. You got the pumpkin, the witch, and then what was the other one? There's skeleton. The, the skeleton. The skull. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've in Nightmare Before Christmas, you have the witch, the devil, which is kind of orange. Sure, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's similar to the jack o' lantern. Yeah, it it is. It is similar to the jack o' lantern. But it's the devil technically. And then the skeleton. Yep. And I, I, we have, we have the nightmare masks for the first time. I was like, oh my god, we have to get them now. Yep. Like that was the first time we had seen them available at uh, Spirit Halloween, so we had to yep. grab them up. But we also do seriously want that's going to be next year. That's, a, that's a hard and, and that was hard one. This is the first year I've seen those masks like readily available. That's amazing. And that, I mean, it's catching on every year. Is that movie gets more and more popular? I've been like so the opening good. scene. And for you Halloween movie fans, you understand that the most of the movies outside Halloween four, they're all jack o' lanterns. And yeah. Halloween three, they did a digital on the computer jack o' lantern. They did. And it's fucking. Neat. I love that. So have its time. And it's nineteen eighty two. It is, and so I don't understand. What <laughs> I feel like, you know, in a few more years, this is going to be one of those movies that they play at the movie theater. It gets more and more popular every year. the cult following to show up. Yep. Like, we'd show up. And to be fair, I didn't get into it until I was in college. Like, what? I didn't like it until I was... I remember, I remember it came on Fear Fest on AMC, and I was told growing up, you know, I'm on the message boards, oh, it sucks because there's no Michael Myers. I like Michael Myers. And I actually found the opportunity to watch it because it was never available anywhere. There's, it was at my video store. I couldn't watch it. It came on Fear Fest when I was in college on AMC. Like, what year of college? How old are you? 2009. What would that have been? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, 20, 20 years old, probably. Yeah, yeah, right around there. And I was like, you know, it's on. I'm going to fucking watch it. And I really enjoyed it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And like the, I told you, I love B movies. And then what I think the other thing that really drives it home for me is. So when we first started dating, we had something weird in common. My ringtone was the Dexter 
intro. It was. And your ringtone was the Dexter outro. The blood theme. Neither one of us yep. discussed that with each other. It was not planned. We just were somewhere. And, you know, you heard my phone. I heard your phone. And it was like, oh, fuck, that's weird. Yep. And what's funny <laughs> about that, weird. too, is that the Dexter blood theme was my ringtone off season. But that same time period, this song was my ringtone Dur- in October. During October. And so what I had heard when we had started dating a lot was that ringtone. And that was your that was your seasonal ringtone. That was my October ringtone. The happy, happy Halloween. Yeah. My, so my off-season ringtone was Mad Men, my on-season ringtone. It had always been Dexter, and then I switched it to Mad Men, and then I switched it back to Dexter for the Halloween season. And and then I heard yours a bunch, and then I, when I got to hear the movie, I was like, oh. Makes sense. <laughs> there's this sound I've been hearing. And this song is literally the movie used to murder all of the children in America. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. There is that, and I think I as a society, it. we're gonna just have to get comfortable with that idea, since you know children go to school and get murdered. So this as a, a, as a topic, it's okay. <laughs> For some reason, John Cochran wanted them all dead. We don't know. Why. We don't know why. <laughs> but. It's like it's just something about. I think it's what it is. Is he's trying to make it make parents become horrified? Yep, I would argue that. Yep. So there, that's the season of the witch, and then we follow that up with Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. We're six, gonna do six six. Yeah, we're gonna do our a separate podcast about seeing them. We in saw concert. them live this past Friday in Columbus, Ohio. It was a great show. Great show. It was your first indoor time seeing. I've seen them once in 2019. Didn't care for them then. It was outside, and it was a new album tour. I didn't know any of the songs. Didn't really care about it. Could not see any of. There's no pyros. There's the no stage. showmanship. No, there was showmanship, but you couldn't see it because it wasn't controlled inside of an arena because right. it was an outdoor stage. Right. I Maiden should not ever do outdoor venues. It outdoor venues are too big and too broad for what they can do. Like they're all about showmanship it's inside a theater. An arena. Like right. if you were to see Lay Miz, you wouldn't want to see that outside. Right. Iron Maiden is the Lay Miz. That's a good point. It's like a, it's a show. It, yeah, it's a theater show. Iron Maiden is the lame Miz of concerts. Like you I've never seen Miz, but <laughs> I have. I correct. It's beautiful. They're on a circular stage, and they all are constantly moving and performing and moving the stage. And I mean, it's just it's, it's a show. It, it it's a show. It it and it makes you kind of have an out of body experience. How beautiful and orchestrated it is, and that's what Iron Maiden tries to do. It's all. Each song was different. It was crazy. It was. And there was a different costume, different imagery. Different backdrop. Different macro. Yeah, different Not even backdrop. Different fucking props. Like, you thought it was a backdrop. It's not a fucking backdrop. It's a fucking prop. It's moving. So it was really, really neat. And this song in particular, Six. Six, Six, six. The number of the beast. Obviously, it's about the devil. So it's on this list. No, what I love about this song, um... This one is kind of like a soul wrencher for me. You you have seen Pearl Jam live at Madison Square 
Garden. <laughs> Many times. Yeah, not you, live, but on the same like, DVD. 2003, 2003. 2003. Yeah, 2003. We've seen it many, 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 many times. <laughs> ben Hopper. Ben Hopper. Our reoccurring listeners will understand that reference. It's arguably my favorite movie. <laughs> you say movie, I say concert. It's a movie. It's, it's got, on the DVD. It's a movie. It's got a. It's got a quotable dialogue. Do you guys remember how Titanic had two VHSs? This motherfucker has two DVDs. <laughs> <It's so laughs> Think good. about that. They paid the fine to keep playing. <laughs> but here's my thing about it. When my brother and I would argue over who the best band was, I would always say Pearl Jam. Sure. He would always say Iron Maiden. Sure. And he's my younger brother. He can't drive. Can't tie his shoes unless I taught him how. He can't, you know, like he can't do the things unless I'm teaching him how to do things. So it's very easy for me to dismiss him. Like whatever, whatever, whatever. We're watching my favorite Pearl Jam DVD, the very one that we have watched together, and nice. they openly acknowledge in in the course of that performance that the stage moves. Right? They're like, "Oh, you guys scared the shit out of us," because I think it was during breath. Um, the stage moved, and he was like, you scared the shit out of us, because the stage started moving. And that's only happened three other times. And he brings the guy out, and he's like, what are they? And the guy says, Iron Maiden. And then Mike McCready starts playing. Da, 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 yeah, da, I do remember da, 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 that. Da, da, da. And I remember do, immediately... Do, do. Yeah, and I remember immediately liking that, that sound. And Caleb was like, how dare you? You like it when Pearl Jam plays it. <laughs> right. That means the next time we are in the car together, you are not allowed to skip. We will go song for song. You can play a Pearl Jam song. I'll play an Iron Maiden song. We're not doing this anymore. You will not dismiss me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. We will see. <laughs> I forgot about that. That yeah. does happen. Dun, 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 yep, dun, dun. Yes, song. So literally the first, like, the first real, real time that I heard Iron Maiden, it was when Pearl Jam played. Dun, 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 dun. That's the garden. Yeah. They fucking riffed it. They did. For like, Five seconds. I mean, it was quick. It was very quick. But the fact that they knew how to do it that well is like they fucking knew how to play Iron Maiden. So Dewey won the argument, and then you know he he got to choose, and he did play Number of the Beast, and he was like, you know, this is the song Pearl Jam played, and I was like, oh, I really like it. He was like, well, if you really like this, then you'll like this. Run to the hills. That's like my favorite one. That's the one that we have like the choreographed car dance to. That I'm a little but like. There is one video of us that exists that me and him are doing it together. And the lady that owned it said she lost it. The uh. sim car. I know, I was so bummed. But it was like, I wish there was this video of us really getting it because you have not seen me. Like, you've seen me purely enjoy music, we could argue. Sure. But I can get even more lost than what you have seen. I believe you. If my little brother is next to me. I and, believe you. And that's what I can do to Iron Maiden. So I had to put them on this list. And it had to be Number of the Beast because... It makes sense. Hell and Fire. I mean, yeah, it's Hell and Fire. It's the devil. It's the beast. Sworn to be released. <laughs> I mean, it has to be on it. Now, my st I know this song because of Guitar Hero. Oh, nice. Is nothing. Guitar Hero Guitar 2? Uh, Legends three? of Rock. Is that 2? I think that's 2. Is it 3? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's how I know it. Okay. <laughs> nothing. I have no nothing story. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I have very deep. Like, I have, like, I have Run to the Hills 
tattooed on my arm. Now, that song, yes. I didn't know until you. Yeah. I know this, I know 666, the number of the beast, because of Guitar Hero. I did not know Run to the Hills, which is my favorite song from them, until you. Actually, that's arguable. I really do dig the fucking, the Fear of, Fear the, of dark. the Dark. That might be my favorite, actually. It is. That happened and, also because of you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. because of you. But, like, I've been hearing that one more recently here these days, and that one's actually probably my favorite. It's a really good but song. Run the Hills is my favorite. That needs favorite. to be on this playlist, on the three-hour-long version. On the, well, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Halloween, darkness. I'm yeah. afraid of the dark. Who is I'm, it? I'm afraid of the dark all day long. Who is it? I'm in it. I admit it to everybody. Dark's scary. It is scary. <laughs> it's the uh, it's uh, it's, it's the, the unknown. unknown. It's literally fear of fear itself. Yeah. You're not afraid that you're alone. You're afraid that you're not we alone. We got to hear that. Sorry, we're going to have to do our whole other Iron Maiden episode. We're going to do an Iron Maiden episode. Oh, sure. But yeah, Number of the Beast is on here because... It's Halloween. On, it's, it's Halloween. Six. 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 The number of the beast. What's next on Which- this list? <laughs> Which yeah, hold on. By Eagles. Now, before we go into why it's on the Halloween playlist, I do have to say, I told Anna, the Anna, who's been on a few episodes. Did, is she called the Anna on she's, the show? Yeah, she's called the Anna on <laughs> the show. Yeah. So, Deanna and I have been to many a concert together, and I told her, after the first Zach Brown concert that we went to... Zach Brown Band. Yes. I was like, you know what would be the best experience? The Doobie Brothers, the Eagles, and Zach Brown. I can't argue that at all. So, the universe had my back. And they did it. And they did it. And it was right after my mom had passed away. So I needed, we had to go. We went to San Diego and we, from Ohio, I feel like we have to also. It's a big deal. We're in Ohio, the birthplace of rock and roll. Just going to throw that out there. Did you fly or did you drive? We flew. That's right. And we saw it was. (laughs) The the birthplace of flight. (laughs) Yeah, from the birthplace of aviation as well. We took off and flew to San Diego, and we saw, in order, it was Zach Brown, the Doobie Brothers, and then the Eagles. That's a, that's a fair set. A perfectly yep. harmonizing concert. It was beautiful. Uh, but Witchy Woman is on here, because woo Witchy Woman. Did they play that song when you saw them? Yep. Hell yeah. That'd be so cool to see live. It was very cool. And it's a very... Very Halloween. Yeah, it has that that the sound, the music. I mean, it's just perfect. Yeah, I mean, you see, ooh, ooh, witchy woman. It's classic. Witches, magic, spells. Which we got into this year. We have a whole like witch cauldron. We kind of do. Yeah, we have Not like cauldron. a little what's, table. What about, what's altar. the word altar? That's what we do. Have an altar. Yeah, yeah, we do have balls, a little bit of an altar. We got Ouija boards, we got spells, we got magic. Yeah, we do have an altar over there, kind so, of exploding. That's where the party is. Then we follow that up with Werewolves of London by Warren Zavon. Because, seriously, it's a fucking werewolf. That's Halloween all day long. And last night was a full moon, so maybe there were werewolves last night. Maybe. Yeah, in London. In London. I, mean, I don't know. I really want to have... I, I used to tell my mom, I, I want to, like, Put like they wanted like dress up as a furry 
and then wear the Union Jack t-shirt and then I'll and just speak with a British accent and then just I'll be the werewolf of London. And it would be a very clever way. To it'd be a really song. funny. It'd be a really cool. If you go like to a bar for a Halloween it would be very party, funny. it'd be really, really funny. Yeah. You'd probably win a fucking like an award. I would I would think so. Or even Eric's party. They do a work at Eric's party. You could go there dressed as a, as a werewolf in London. And also, <laughs> Eric's afraid of werewolves. So be full circle. <laughs> we have a, you have to carry like a moon behind me. <laughs> That's true. I'd have to carry a moon. It would be a whole thing. That's true. <laughs> It'd be perfect. But I feel like werewolves, I mean, that fits. It does. I mean, it's a werewolf. Bam, bam. And plus, bam, bam. his voice is amazing. I love him. It's some Top Gun. So, you know, well, not that song, but his, his voice is in Top Gun. Warden Zavon? Yeah. Is in Top Gun? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he he's is. He's thinking of Otis Redding. God damn it. I am thinking of Otis Redding. <laughs> I'm going to cut I do you get, out of my podcast. I do get those two confused sometimes. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. A white British or a white American guy and then a black American guy. Like, what are you doing? Sometimes. No. It happens. They're from different regions. That doesn't happen. These arms of mine and Muhammad's radio, two different things. I love them both equally. Two different things. So anyway, Warren Savan has a great voice with Werewolves of London. Would you Would you argue that? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. This is why you're a terrible fucking co-host. Too <laughs> proud to guess. I'm not even a co-host. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I knew what you were trying to do when you brought out Top Gun. I was like, nah, that's not happening. I could have kept faking it. No, not with me. You cannot. No, sir. But the reason that Werewolves of London is on here, because it's a werewolf. It's Halloween. And then we all have to do the... Ow! Werewolves of London. Ow! We can bring it back to where it's actually supposed to be, when you try to misappropriate culture. Uh, And then we'll move on to the next one. That's what I do as an American. It is. Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Also in the original Halloween 1978 film. Such, such good shit. It's in Halloween 1978? Oh, yeah. It's uh, when Lori and Annie are driving in the car getting high. Oh, it is. They're smoking the reefer. And that's what's playing the radio. When Michael's following them. What I remember is pointing out to you in Scream. Yep. When the original Scream. Sydney and her boyfriend. What's his name? Billy Loomis. Is it Billy? Yep. Billy and Sydney are in her bedroom. And there's a cover of it playing the in the background. very beginning of the film. Yeah. Yep. And it's when like a female voice. Her, her window, yeah. It's slow as a female. And it's, and it's but and that's why. You know, because in Scream, Dr. Loomis, Billy Loomis. And and that's why they play that song. Because it's also in Halloween. It's a shout out. Yep. yep. It's a great song. Also, the Reaper. I mean, Halloween is Reaper all day long. Yeah. The Reaper's going to get you, bro. And then we do Boris the Spider by The Who. And this song... That music? Now, I didn't know this song until you played it for me. I've never heard it outside of you ever. So for those of you who are like me, just Google it. Or, it's a or, great song. Or hit the playlist that's in the show notes of this episode. Because it's going to be there. And it's it's really fun. And it, it's great. Oh, and the music is fucking like trippy. Crawly, creepy, crawly. Creepy, creepy, crawly, crawly. Creepy, creepy, crawly, crawly. That's good shit, It's man. really good. It's fun. I got... I was driving... So, like, 
I I used to have if I took the highway it was like a 35 minute drive if I took the back roads it was about a 45 minute drive and I got stuck behind a tractor <laughs> and I was listening to The Who it was a Tommy album and Boris the Spider was playing when I was stuck behind this tractor and I was like this is absolutely perfect in capturing everything about being stuck behind a tractor <laughs> when you need to get to work on time I've been there <laughs> Creepy, <laughs> like we're not moving fast enough, and it, and then like you know you see how ginormous it is with its like little appendages trying to like crawl along. <laughs> Boris the spider. Like I just kept thinking, like, yup. When I get to work and I have to explain to my boss while I'm late, why I'm late, I'm gonna be like, have you ever heard Boris the spider? And, of course, she's going to be like, nah, I haven't. Like, I'm a fan of One Direction because she was younger than me. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, well, I would encourage you to pour the, pull it up because that was exactly my commute. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have questions, I can pull up diagrams of the tractors that I was stuck behind. Like, I was just trying to take care of my mental health this day. And then I had to live Boris the Spider. But as, like, a Halloween thing... Imagine a giant-ass spider. Or, for those of us that have seen... Arachnids? Well, no. The, um... The Tommy musical. There's probably some visuals that can support it. I don't know if I've seen the Tommy musical. I haven't, either. But, uh, it's there for a reason. I mean, like, pinball wizards in there and all this other stuff, so... Hell yeah. I have it on vinyl. But I haven't seen, like, the visual experience. Everybody gets really caught up in the cartoon versions of what Pink Floyd can do yeah. with the wall and stuff. But I feel like there needs to be more exploration in what The Who did as well. I like so The Who. So that we can bring Boris the Spider forward. <laughs> and make him a legend. Yeah, Boris should be a legend. I think so. He's he's bigger than Charlotte. He is. See what quite, I did there? Quite bigger. <laughs> the next song is Heads Will Roll. By the Yeah Yeah Yes. Now, this song I did not recognize by its title, but I did recognize it when I heard it. So what's by the it? sound. So what's it from? It's from the Yeah Yeah Yes. Right. Ah, with your head. There it is. Yeah. Thanks, tell you that. It has a very Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's the vibe. It's it's got that vibe. It's trippy. Yes. It's fun. And it's very Halloween-like. It's loose. Yep. Yeah. It's... Off with your head! Yeah. And heads will roll. Like... I mean, you can somebody says off, that head's gonna roll. Heads are gonna roll. It's gonna roll, so roll. So, it, it does... It It brings to mind um, the Queen of Hearts, who's sure. always saying off with your head. Yep. And, oh, who is it? Was it Queen Mary? Who was always decapitating people? Oh, I can't tell you. I don't know. It was. I mean, I'll, I'll go with it. Sure. It was Queen Mary. <laughs> I feel like it was. Is that why the boat's haunted? Queen Mary? <laughs> yeah, because it's, you know, because then you had, like, Mary of Scots who felt like she had a claim to the throne, but that didn't happen, and they killed her off. And then you had, so Edward was first, and then he died, and then you had Queen Mary. Yeah, Queen Mary, who was a persecuted Catholic. And then... Is that she, Bloody Mary? Yeah, Bloody Mary. Oh, shit. Yes. 
And then, so it's got those Bloody Mary themes, and then it's got, you know, the Alice in Wonderland Queen of Hearts off with your head. head. I like it. It's, and it, But, it, I don't know, I just, yeah, it's the fact that it's also sung by a woman. It just, all of those themes coming together really make me want to, like, jump up and down. That's It's great. And cut somebody's motherfucking head off? Unofficially. If they deserve it. If they deserve it. <laughs> we follow that with Feed My Frankenstein. Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. That's just classic. It has to be. I mean, you brought up Eric earlier. I know this one because of Eric as well. That was, up. I think, also, I think yep. he did Pet Cemetery followed by Feed yep. My Frankenstein I mean, it's on classic. his playlist. Yeah. Um, we watched. Young Frankenstein recently. Last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was really great. Put the candle back. <laughs> My favorite thing was I am a uh, very, very good surgeon. And I could help you with that hump. <laughs> what hump? <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, wasn't your hump over here? <laughs> what hump? <laughs> what hump? He's moving around. <laughs> Fucking awesome. No, but so feed my Frankenstein. That I think that's a classic. Oh yeah, I mean it's Frankenstein. It's Halloween. It's, yeah, it's Frankenstein's fun. Halloween. It's fast. It speaks for itself, it's, right? It's, you know, the dude used to dress up in this makeup, but might still. I don't know what he's up to nowadays. But I'm not easy. I'm just good looking. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, what's the rest of that? <laughs> I just said, <laughs> Frankenstein. I always get Alice Cooper and Iggy Pop's like origin stories confused in my head because they're these long haired dudes. Sure. But I remember Iggy Pop's is like a lot more abrasive. And, like I don't know much about either. Yeah. I just like this song. No, yeah, this I don't feel like it belongs on the Halloween list. Feed That's my, where it ends. <laughs> yeah, it does belong on the Halloween list. Feed My Frankenstein belongs because we talk about Frankenstein. Yep. And it's fun to rock out to. The end. That's where it ends. We Just follow, like Halloween will this Thursday. We follow that with Bad Moon Rising. I see. By Credence Clearwater Revival. Such good shit. Very good shit. I sing this song probably not even meaning to every other day. I spoke on the house singing it. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I mean, first of all, Clearance is awesome. And second of all, dude, A Bad Moon Rising, that's going to be on Halloween, right? That's that's haunted, it's scary, it's evil. Yep. I think it's that's been in an episode of Supernatural. Oh, I'm sure. I, th- I think they titled an episode after this. I'm, I, I hope it wasn't tied to the Leviathans, but I feel like uh, it was. Probably, because fuck that season. But I yeah. see A Bad Moon Rising. Don't go out tonight. It's bound to take your life. There's a bad moon on the rest. And if that's not Halloween, what is? That's also true. Evil's out there tonight. Evil's lurking. Evil's everywhere. I just imagine, like, I don't know, like, you know, cricks and creeks and... Those bodies of water that you get to know intimately because that's all you've got to do and how closely related to the water and the land that you are. Sure. And 
you know, I don't know, like witchcraft and stuff that, that ties into like local. Sure. The it's local all like ma- local it's magic. Yeah. Local mythology and magic that would tie into that. It reminds me of IT crowd when what's his name? Which one? The goth. Richmond. When Richmond was like, don't go to the theater tonight. I, last night I heard the moon. <laughs> and because of the moon, the theater is going to be a bad place. And it was because they was. got disabled and had to be on waiter. I'll, that's, you guys won't get that, but you should watch the show. It's fucking funny. But yeah, the moon, the bad moon rising is definitely a magic. It is. Witchy. Thing. Thing. There's, there is a source of power that is tied to it. And then we follow that up with Zombie Zoo by Tom Petty. That's just a fun song. It is. Zombies. It's perfect. It's a zoo. We all love zoos. Zombies. It's a great song. <laughs> like, that's it. Any excuse that I can have to throw Tom Petty onto a playlist, I will. I mean, arguably, probably his only like Halloween-ish themed song. I have a lifetime of listening to him. Like a lifetime. Sure. Seen him five times. I did. And I was six or seven years old when I decided he was my favorite song. I'm trying to, like, I'm going back into my mind. And I would agree that this is one of his only. It's like the only one, I would say. No, you can't say that with all confidence. Sure. You can say it's one of the only. It's the only one I can think of that would be in this category. And it's really fun and really fast. It's very fun. It's a solo. It's on, I think it's on Full Moon Fever. There it's you a go. great fucking it's album. Going back to Full Moon. It's exactly. Great fucking song. It's a lot of fun. It's got like a creepy intro. A lot of what he would do though is he would play with a lot of members of his band, except for one or two, and then call it a solo project. So I feel like if you listen to it and you heard, you know, Ben Montench, and if you heard Mike Campbell, you would probably be like, oh, it's and the Heartbreakers, but it's not. It's This is a Tom Petty solo album, and it's a very great song. It's fun. It is. And then we followed that with Carry On Wayward Son. Carry On My Wayward Son. This has to be on there. It does, by because Kansas. it is literally the theme song of a fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old series of ghost hunters. It is, and this song is arguably about the main character of that show. Characters, Dean Winchester. I always thought it was more towards Dean it than Sam. It is more towards Dean than Sam because he's the guy that's got to take care of everybody. He's the fuck. He's the one that's hardcore about it. He kind of drags Sam into it. So before we go down that road, the first time that I saw the Foo Fighters, nice with the Anna in Kansas, we drove to Kansas. It was right before you and I were official. Yep. And she gave me this big speech about, you know, if he breaks your heart one more time, we're done. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this shit no more. It's over. And that was our like. You know, I'm about to transition into this other phase of my life kind of moment. And we we stopped in St. Louis on the way there. And sorry, I'm I'm bleeding it through I don't it's not Pittsburgh. We went through Pens- yeah, that was the It definitely wasn't concert. Pittsburgh. That's the other direction. <laughs> I was thinking about going through Gettysburg, but that was on our way back from Tom Petty. So when we went to see the Foo Fighters, we drove to, to we spent the night 
and then we went the rest of the way and um there's a the guy that opened for them is also plays in the Elvis movie. That's cool. For like a brief moment. And um fuck, I can't remember his name. I'll have to put it in the disclaimer there you of the go. episode. Um but when we were there, when they came out, because we were in Kansas, they opened with and they like kind of like bled into their like their own songs, but they they like did like the rock and roll thing where they With the karaoke and they started well, doing the drums. They, and shit. Well, no, they do like three songs that bleed into each other, like you know, and so and one of them was "Carry On My Wayward Son." Like they were like, I think it was "Dust in the Wind" was one of them, nice. and then it was that, and then you know, I mean, it was like, oh shit, we're celebrating Kansas, and then you know, of course. We're on our way back home, and Kansas is playing the next day. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But we went to a record shop uh, in Lawrence, Kansas, because I nice. made, we made it a point to stop in Lawrence, that's cool. Kansas. And for those who don't get that reference, that's where Supernatural, the show, all starts. That's where the boys are from. That's where they're from. And that's yeah. where their mom gets murdered via and a I demon. we had a piece of pie in Lawrence, Kansas. Nice. There you go, because Dean Winchester loves pie. Yep. And it was this whole thing. And we went to Galaxy Records, and um, we bought. We actually we, we bought quite a few records while we were there, and and some tapes. She bought a Beavis and Butthead tape that, nice. if she still has, I'm very jealous that uh, she still has because I have tape players, <clears throat> and I would like to, and I would like to have him possess and play them. <laughs> have the opportunity to play them. Yeah, but when we saw the Foo Fighters that night. They played for like a few seconds. That's cool. Carry on where it's at. But the reason it's on this playlist is because of its symbolism to Halloween. Which is all all of the things. Demons, ghosts, werewolves, vampires, everything. It's basically telling the hunter to keep going. It is. And I, when I was in high school, we, I was in band because I'm cool. And we had a whole Kansas show. And this is one of them. So I know how to play this on the fucking bass drum all day. Nice. But, uh... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Just the bass drum. No other instruments. <laughs> but... <laughs> we follow that up with Dominique by the singing nun. Dominique, Anique, Anique. For those of you who don't understand this reference, one, it's a true story that back in the day, when the St. Asylums and whatever else we want to call those things... Sanitariums. Sanitariums. Uh, whenever they were around, they would play records. And in the American Horror Story Season 2, Asylum, this song was played all of the time. On a loop. On a loop. the recreation time. That was the only song they were allowed to listen to. And if you think about it, and that would it drive you crazy. Sends chills <laughs> straight up and down my spine. Whatever the original like meaning of this song will be lost on me because I only know it in the context of on repeat. In an insane asylum. So if you were insane going in, you'd be insane after listening to this on a loop over and over and over again. Like Nellie and Tim McGraw say, over and over again. Yes. And then we follow that up with Bugs by Pearl Jam. (laughs) Bugs! So here's the thing about Bugs. There's an accordion. It's It's fun. It's on Vitology. Um... Do, do, it's do, about, do, do. it's just like kind of a spoken word poem about bugs invading your home, your mind, your body, yourself, and then you become a bug. It reminds me of Oogie. It reminds me of Oogie, too. 
And I remember the first time I had heard it, I was really young. I mean, I was probably like six, seven, eight, like something like that. And I remember like, like, you know, the accordion sound. And it was just like, like you can't, when you listen to that song, you can't help but imagine what it might feel like to have bugs crawling all over you. It'd be rough. It's very scary. It's like, it's just, and one time, and I, and these guys never listen to this podcast, and if they ever do, fuck you a little. Uh, one time, Pearl Jam played this live. One time. And it was on Halloween night. There you go. Yep. In like the early 2000s, mm, 07, 08, something like that, in Pittsburgh. They came out dressed as Debo, they played with it. And then they played this. And I tried to get a group of friends to rally and go with me to that. And they're like, you can't afford to do that. Because mommy and daddy can't drop me the money. <laughs> that, you know, that kind of shit. You know. Okay, we'll get a job. Work for a few hours. Put the money away and don't spend it on anything. Whatever. So, I, I have I have burned a lot of relationships to the ground because they wouldn't agree to go to a Pearl Jam concert with me. This is one of them. <laughs> and uh, Bugs, it was one of those, like, again, my little brother and I, we loved the song. We used to dance to it as little kids. It was like a big deal. But if you really think about it in the context of horrifying experiences. That'd be horrifying. Bugs, he says, I got bugs. They're, like, they crawl into my room. They're crawling into my head. They crawl into the way that I feel about you. Like, he just keeps talking about how things are crawling over him. That's an easy, un, an uneasy feeling. Unenduring feeling, I would think. Yeah, so it's just a terrible experience. Oh, yeah. So, Bugs is on here for, like, just, like, the uns... You know how people like me, we grab, like, you know, oh, from the dollar bin, a bag of critters that I'm going to throw on the table. (laughs) Every time I do that, when I decorate for Halloween, here's my glow-in-the-dark spiders and my eyeball bouncy balls and my, like, you know, like, my dime store purchases that are just these plastic-ass bugs that I'm going to throw everywhere. I think about this song. There you go. We follow that up with White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Classic. It's on my running playlist. That's how good this song is. It's perfect. Has another White Rabbit feel, another Alice in Wonderland feel. Yep. It's just creepy. Yeah. It's weird, but it's also good. We reference Alice in Wonderland going through the mirror. Yep. And it's also just a great representation of what her vocals can do. Oh, yeah. But it's in The Matrix. That's like a big thing in The Matrix. You can follow the rabbit. And The Matrix has inspired so many other movies and everything else. It's just a weird thing. Right. Yeah. Just weird. But it, it, the Alice in Wonderland feels, and... I don't know just how deep it can go. Yep. And it came out in the 60s. Like, that's the thing that just, I think we lose, when we keep focusing on what it represents today, we lose where it came from originally. I think that song came out in, like, 62, 63. Like, it's 
It's a very early 60s song. And in 2022, we are still clinging to and identifying to it. Oh, yeah. It's a huge thing. And it has a creepy vibe to it. And I'm telling you guys, when I run to it, I start out slow. I end fast because I just go with the beat of the song. And it starts slow Which and ends perfect. fast and powerful. Yes. It's good shit. Then we follow that up with, they're coming to take me away. Ha uh-huh. ha. By Napoleon uh, XIV. So what is that? I have no idea. What is IV? IV? I think four. So 14. Napoleon 14. There you go. Songs Unsettling is very Halloween. I was actually listening to a Halloween playlist on Spotify that was random a few years ago while driving around and it popped up. Fucking dug it. Corey Taylor's version is a lot of fun, but I couldn't find it. He's probably not on Spotify, yeah. He is on Spotify, but that version of it, I don't think that him singing it is on Spotify. Gotcha. He's the lead singer of Slipknot and Stone Sour, but I don't think that him doing this is captured on Spotify. It should be. Fair enough. But if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's creepy. It's unsettling. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. And you think this guy like murdered his girlfriend or wife. But be, to make it on the radio, they had to change it to his dog ran away from him. <laughs> it was oh, the, really? They kind of, you, the, the ACP of the... You know, you, oh, yeah, that's right. They have to... Write, we Googled it a couple of years well, ago. Well, it's about this guy who is just talking to himself He about, loses his mind. Yeah, about people who are coming to take him away. Haha. And, and how he is trying to justify his actions and behaviors to himself. Right. That's how the song is. It's him talking to himself and explaining to himself why they're coming to take me away. Uh-huh. And, and he, and he, the entire song, he's blaming somebody else. And we think that he may have murdered that person. But we don't know for sure. But we don't know for sure. There is an escapism. <laughs> it's absolutely happened. It's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. And then we followed it up with Deo, the banana boat song by Harry Belafonte. Which is referenced in... Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Which I kept saying inside through Halloween a few weeks ago, and you said people will think I'm autistic. Well, <laughs> when you just walk around aisles and scream to yourself, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Nobody is understanding the <laughs> reference of that. You're on the spectrum a tad. <laughs> but no. Dale. Hey. One of my favorite memories of the song, I talked about it right before we started recording. I went camping with one of my friends. I can't remember where we were, but uh, it was one like me and her were walking, and across the street, somebody else was walking, and they seen us, and they were like, I'm a Pisces, and I enjoy long walks on the beach, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm an Aries, and, you know, fuck the beach, and whatever I said. And he started laughing, and he was like, Hey, and because I responded to his energy, he was like, do you want to know what's cool about this place? And I was like, no, tell me. And he said, Dale! And then immediately after he did that, every campsite said, me said day, me said day, me said day, me said day. I was like, holy shit. And it just kept going. And then me and my friends were singing, Daylight, come and one go home. And it was just like, I don't know, it was the most beautiful experience that I've ever had with that song. So every time that we watch Beetlejuice and we get to see, you know, Catherine O'Hara and that group do that dance, I'm like, I wish I could do that dance because I think that would be the best embodiment to the experience that I had just walking along 
a lakeshore and somebody talking to me and going, check this out. I like it. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> and I actually, I've seen Foo Fighters three times and Taylor Hawkins has done that. A That's cool. Times and and so just the power of being able to scream that line and to get Reactions. everybody else to fall in line with you—it's yeah. beautiful. That's cool. So it belongs on here because it was in Beetlejuice. I dig it. And then we followed it up with the Halloween TV commercial by Tommy Lee Wallace and Alan Howarth, which we actually talked about earlier already during the season of The Witch. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. So the song "Season of the Witch" is also the movie from Halloween Three called "Season of the Witch," and this song is when it's featured. In Halloween 3. They're advertising those three masks that we discussed earlier. Because you have to have all your kids buy these masks. Because on Halloween night, when this song plays, that if they're watching it, their mask will make them die. That's the point of that song. <laughs> that's not how it's advertised. No, they don't advertise that it that way. Right. But that's what happens. Silver <laughs> shamrock. This is basically, this is just showing how bad adver- advertising is because you're just making But your- <laughs> you, it's cherry and it gets you to jump in, right? Yeah. We jump right into oh, that. Happy, happy Halloween. 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 Eight days to Halloween, kids. Yeah. Be sure to have your silver shamrock mask. And we all do. And we're all lined up to participate Watch in the it. event. And they even showed Dayton, Ohio in that film. They do. For like a brief second. Just a brief second. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's actually, kind of fun. For us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Ohio gets a shout out. Yeah. Well, there's a little since excited. Columbus and Day- uh, Columbus and Cleveland don't give a fuck about. But when I see a Dayton or Cincinnati, Dayton, that's kind of a big I'm deal. like, all right. I'm yeah. like, I, I know like, both those cities. You know, I'm with you. Columbus, Cleveland, I'm like, Meh. They're far enough away. They both have you know, big like football the teams. I don't bedrock care. Bedrock of crime, whatever. Yeah. But when Dayton or Cincinnati or Cincinnati are involved, I get a little excited. Yeah, I'm like, it's hey. a big deal. I'm like right there. I go to both cities all of the time. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. But no, and and again, that was your that was your ringtone for a long time. Yeah, in, in October. In October, that was your October ringtone. And then we finish her up with. Prelude twelve twenty one by AFI, which I'm pretty sure you've discussed on this podcast in the past. I might have, but in the context of Halloween, so I saw AFI at Bogart's with my friend. Her parents got us tickets for her birthday. It was like, I'll get you and your friend a ticket. She was like, I'm bringing you, and I'm like, sweet, let's fucking do this. I've been to Bogart's like five times. We'll go and. When AFI came out, all lights out, and then every time that clap, yep. it's so illuminated, it's deep, that it's so it's such a bright light in such a small space that you cannot see anything other than white. So, boom, 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 and then like that, just that. And then there's this huge, so you're, and then like in between that, you know that there's these blackout periods where you see purple and blue and green. And like, I can't, I'm trying to regain my facilities. And then, <laughs> oh, big ass bright light again. And big ass bright light again. And it was this huge, that's how they opened. They were phenomenal. If I could see them again in a heartbeat, done. Yeah, I'll go see those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun. But, in the context of Halloween, in Smallville, 
the TV show from CW. It plays when we are exploring floor... It's called 33.1. 33.1. Thank you. It's when we finally realize... What season is it? Season six. All right. So, season six. This is when we finally realize that Lex is a bad guy. So, for six years, Lex Luthor... We love him. ...has been... Best friends, best friends with Clark, and then also and not best friends no, with Clark. No, but a mentor. A mentor. He's a also. best friend, a mentor. Sure. And he is He's manipulative. Always a little shady. Always but a little in manipulative. the moment when this song plays. It was, the, it was the time in the show for the first time in six years that we realize Lex is a lying, evil motherfucker. Well, we see his true colors, which are green. Kryptonite. <laughs> oh, look at that. And he's walking down this hallway. At level 33.1, which, which Lex does not exist. Has swore to everybody does not exist. To everybody, and that includes like military personnel, everybody. such okay. as the President of the United States. The I'm not just the President of the United States, but what's her face's daddy. Oh, the general lane, yeah. same lane, general same lane. Yeah, Lois, Lois Lane's father, Lois who's a, who's a four star general. So he's sworn to everybody, and we all try to believe him. And then he gets on this elevator, and he descends. He does not rise; he descends to level it's below 33. ground. Because before this, to put it in a context, there have been rumors that Luther Corp had because there was two levels in the facility, and they were saying, "Well, there's level three, which is above." Yes. And so we realize now that that's in the past, that's and this is past. actually underground now. So yeah. he descends. That's yeah. when we start to realize there's a problem. We are moving down, not up. He hit an ele- he hit an elevator button that did not exist. He just hit a blank space, and it lit up. And we're moving down, and not this is up. and this is after Clark saved a guy with abilities who was actually uh, he was an illegal immigrant from Mexico. He saved this guy. And Lex again swore that people that have powers aren't, a th- you know, aren't a threat. They're we we I have their back. We're protecting. Yep. Alien, like what they're trying to do is we are speaking to to at the time yeah, the political events, right. legal immigration. So he's like protecting aliens, but that that's what we called them at the time. Sure, and then Lex gets on this elevator. This music hits. Lex gets on the elevator. No, it doesn't hit yet. He gets on the elevator. Elevator closes. Smack. He hits the button. Well, he hits the button and it closes. Sure. And then as it opens, we are in slow-mo now. And we're watching Lex and we're and he's in front of us walking towards us and the camera goes back and follows Lex in front of us. And we see these hands reaching for him. All from jail cells, or cage cells, whatever you want to call it. And we realize he's evil. We realize his motivations are not pure. He kidnaps he's been all grooming. He's been grooming everyone that he's been making friendships with. And it is, I think, one of the most powerful moments in Smallville. And one of the best uses of an AFI song in cinematography. It's the first time I've ever heard that song. And I can't tell you, I recorded that on a VHS tape because I worked at a video store at the time. Didn't watch episode live, but had it recorded on a VHS tape, came home and watched it. And I watched that scene, rewound it on my VCR. 
over and over again. Over and over again. I gotta tell you. So back in 06. When I or, saw or them live, they opened with it. And I'm telling, I told, I already explained that that bright light, you know, how dizzying that is, how epic that is. And that sure. was my first experience. But then when we did our Smallville versus 90210 watch. <laughs> They're very similar. (laughs) Including the actors. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, Uh, though. (laughs) One of the things that I appreciated was how perfectly they captured the spirit of that song. Because it is supposed to, it's supposed to inebriate you. It's supposed to, you know, challenge you. It's supposed to make you question and it it is probably the most perfectly used. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to limit it to AFI. I feel like I want to sure. limit it. I want to broaden it to punk songs. It's probably one of the best used punk songs in cinematography because of how they incorporate it into challenging your like. We've spent six years believing this guy's a good guy, and now we get we are and, seeing his true self. And by six years, it's six years, twenty two plus episodes a season. A season yeah. They've been teetering with this, and they chose this song, which is kind of eerie. To reveal the truth. It's kind of creepy, and it's also loud and powerful. And they use this song to acknowledge the fact he's evil now. Yeah, to reveal the truth. Yep. To reveal his motivations. I mean, I just think that. For them to give permission. For Smallville, I see W. Huge. I mean, just huge. Because I know Offspring have covered them. Sure. Like, I I know that they're not like a mainstream kind of band. They're big back then in high school. I remember when I was in high school, they were kind of. It's the December Underground album. A couple of songs got big. That's what I. That's what I saw live at Bogart's. And. You know, like, I just, just to be able to see that in this capacity, I did not expect it at all. Nope. Totally unseated. I mean, like, we hated our lives and our jobs back then. We would get up at 4 a.m. so we could spend an hour together drinking coffee sure. before we had to dismiss and go to our, go our separate ways separate ways to our bullshit jobs. I mean, if you wouldn't have done that, my mental health would have really suffered. I wouldn't have been <laughs> able to do what I do. But we got up and we were like, we're going to spend an hour together before we have to disperse and do the shit we hate to do. And our agreements were, we'll get through Smallville and then we'll get through a show I pick. And, you know, and I remember I was so amped at seeing that, that I made everybody that I worked with listen to it, too. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean seriously. I, so I was like, oh. Yeah. Fuck your playlist. I, mean, I love to a, listen to this song now. I love a lot of scenes in that show, and that's probably the number one. It's huge. I mean, if they really reveal Lex's yeah, dad, I mean, I and you see the like, monsters behind him reaching for reaching him. for him, and like they're all caged in, and I yep. just we talk about like I'll do a rewatch. I'll do a, I will do a rewatch just so I can see that song. <laughs> I love that you go on YouTube and watch it right now. <laughs> but uh, we have, <laughs> we have, and we probably will when we cut this. <laughs> But no, that's that's number twenty on the Halloween party top twenty. And that's not all of the songs on this playlist. You will get the entire playlist if you go to the Spotify, check out that link or the social media on Twitter, the Axe 
playlist podcast. The link will be there as well with the entire playlist. There's, I don't even know how many songs there are. More than 20. It's three hours long. It's three, I don't know. I don't know the count. We, I just know the... We had a hard songs. time breaking it down because, like, I wanted a couple and she wanted a couple. And we kept arguing with each other. And this is the one we compromised with. But there's a few others that we both really, really like that are on that list that's not on this part of the list. So be sure to check out that link. Check out... And then you put the entire list on the notes as well. So, it's going to be there. Go to the notes and check it out. To get the full Halloween podcast experience. We only have... What's 31 minus 9? 22? Is that 21? We only have... No, 22. We only have 22 more days until Halloween is here. And then it's going to be gone right after that. So, be sure to jump on that shit right now and listen to it. Because for some reason, Christmas has already started in retail stores. Why the fuck is that a thing? Don't let that shit get to you. It's still Halloween season. Check out the entire playlist and get in the Halloween spirit. Because it's the best season of the year. Happy, happy Halloween. 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 Seriously, though. It's the season of the witch, guys. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Is that all we got? That's all we got. All right, guys. Again, the entire playlist will be available on the notes. Thank you for listening.